Hey there, I'm Edwina Kennedy, registered pediatric dietitian and mom of two, and this is the My Little Eater podcast. Each week, I'll be dishing out all the best info on feeding and nutrition for your baby and toddler, answering all of your what do I do when scenarios, and helping you gain complete confidence in not only feeding your child, but in parenting as well. Every episode is filled with actionable and proven feeding strategies delivered by a mama and a feeding expert who's been there and done that. I hold your hand and take you step by step through all stages of feeding while showing you how to implement what I teach you so that you can raise a happy and healthy little eater of your own. Let's do this. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the My Little Eater podcast. Today I have a very special guest joining us today. Her name is Verena Dixon. She is a registered nutritionist and she specializes in child nutrition and she is the founder of Kinder Nutrition. So Verena's aim is to dispel some common myths and replace some misplaced practices relating to children's eating habits and body image so that children develop a natural, relaxed relationship with food and their own bodies. I know many of us grew up watching our moms complain about their tummy fat and jumping from one diet trend to another, and this certainly didn't help with the development of our own body image, at least not mine, and the message that thin means worthy has really been ingrained in us in our society, and it's often really hard to let go of. But with our children today being subject to even more intense pressures than previous generations, Verena has a really gentle, respectful approach to building body confidence in children that can be applied from a very young age. She has helped so many families across the UK with issues like weight concerns, overeating, undereating, and many more. So I really hope you enjoy this interview with her. We've got a lot to learn. Let's do this. Hi, everyone. Today I have Verena Dixon with me, and I am so excited to have her on here today. She is a registered nutritionist, and although I introduced her, I know in the beginning of the podcast as an intro, I definitely want to get a little bit more acquainted with her on here in front of you guys so we can learn a bit about her background. Today we're talking about raising body positive kids and how you you can help your child, your toddler, your preschooler to basically go about the world, hopefully with having a positive body image. And it's a topic that sits close to me, Verena, um, because this is something that I personally have struggled with my whole life. And I can't say I'm proud of some of the, the stages that I have gone through. And I know the influence of the media. I know the influence of family. I know there's so many influences that affect how you know, many of us feel about our bodies growing up. And so especially for that reason, it's really, really important to me and I'm sure to a lot of my listeners um, to not want our kids to have to go through that same pain, that same struggle. And even for me, I have two boys and a lot of times people think, well, you know, they don't really have to go through this kind of thing, but I've discovered it's not true at all. There's still a lot of the same pressures and the same struggles that they go through as well. So I'm really excited to learn from you, and I know all of my listeners are too. So Farina, would you mind giving us a little bit of a background and um, letting us know how you got into this and kind of your general philosophies around, uh, around counseling and helping kids with their bodies? Yeah, absolutely. So hi everyone, Uh, my name is Verena. I have been working in the field of nutrition, so very similar to you Edwina, uh, for nearly 10 years now. And um, in the the last sort of 
two years, I've really worked a lot in the field of raising body confident kids. So what that means really is uh, I'm trying to help parents to help their kids to grow up with a better relationship to their own body. And quite frankly, you mentioned that you've had problems with that. Uh, you're not alone. Most of us, I would say, most of our generation grew up with our mums being on a diet, maybe our grandmas being on a diet. So what we have seen from, from our role models has definitely uh, shaped how we feel about our own body, how we feel about other people's bodies. And I think it's really time to change that. And I think it's really important that we raise a generation of children who have a better relationship with their body and a better body acceptance and who can celebrate body diversity a lot more as well, rather than chasing this one body ideal, which um, is usually unattainable for a lot of us. <laughs> Yeah, unattainable. And I also feel like there's no even real uh, consistent body ideal. Like I, I was, um, I saw something on Instagram the other day and it said something like, you know, we went from having to be, you know, quote unquote, having to be skinny to now being skinny, but strong and doing yoga and, you know, being flexible and, <laughs> and like, you know, all these different things. So I feel like the real problem is this messaging around the way you look, meaning, you know, your value, I guess, is there and, and you have a value attached to how you look. And of course, this way you look, like you said, it's unattainable, but also it's, it's ever changing. There's no real way you're ever going to, you know, achieve this attainable, quote unquote, attainable body because it's not even one, you know, it's yeah. not even one little thing. It's kind of the trend of the, of the decade, which is so yeah. sad. Absolutely. And I mean, it has been shown uh, time and time again that even if you have this attain this uh, ideal body, um, even those boys and girls who have ideal bodies are still unhappy with their mm -hmm. body. So yeah, you say it. It's not, it's not one specific body type. Most people feel uncomfortable in their bodies, no matter what their weight and no matter what their size. So it, it's really time to change that. And I think the same, yeah, you mentioned um, you have two boys. The same goes for boys. There is now, there's so much information about, um, sorry, so much like visual information they receive from a very young age about boys being strong, boys having these muscles and like these Superman figures. And absolutely, it, 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 there is a body ideal for, for boys, which is just as damaging as, as the body ideal that, that is portrayed for girls. Yeah. And I, uh, I definitely want to come back to this point because I have some maybe personal questions to ask you about me and my boys and how I go about doing certain things with them. So uh, I'll make sure I revisit that in a little bit. What I want to kind of start with, I'm thinking is, I know for me with the experience I've had, again, counseling clients over 10 years, I see how our, I guess, mindset and our beliefs about body types and, you know, how much weight we have uh, on us, how that equates to health from such a young, young age. So I know when I see parents um, worrying and stressing or maybe having family members worrying and stressing because their baby is a chubbier baby, a bigger baby, a larger baby, weighs so many pounds, whatever it might be, mm. you know, then, you know, a lot of the comments you might get are, well, stop feeding them so much or that can't be healthy or, you know, whatever it might be. And then, you know, on the 
flip side, if their baby is naturally a smaller baby, you get comments like, you know, feed them more and make sure, you know, kind of that pressure around wanting to give them more calories, more food, the worry about weight gain. And the funny part is that the parent could be doing the exact same thing with, let's say, two different babies who just naturally have different body types. And yet we, we start to kind of form that judgment around health when it comes to the look of a baby. Um, so we know it starts really, really young. When do you start to see that kids themselves start to formulate their own ideas about their own bodies or about the body types of other people? It really depends on how, what role body weight plays in that family. So I guess, again, kids get exposed to how we as parents see ourselves and see our own body and the comments we make about our own bodies. And it has been shown that children as young as three years old uh, are worried about their body shape. So it, it's, it can start really, really young but it, it really depends on how, how the kids grow up. So, and I think one thing you mentioned, which is really important is, um, yes, the babies come in all different shapes and sizes as do grown-ups. And the, the most important lesson or the, the, the key to understanding body positivity and body positive parenting is understanding your kids' growth or understanding what it, what it means. So, Yes, we have kids on the fifth percentile and we have kids on the 95th percentile and they might actually have a very similar nutrition. And as you said, sometimes it's even in the same family. But the thing is that your child has a very strong genetic predisposition to growth. So they, they have their genetic blueprint and a lot of that is all, a lot of how their body shape and how their body weight will be is already written in their blueprint. So as long as you provide regular uh, meals and snacks and a balanced, balanced diet, they will grow according to their own uh, genetic blueprint. So they will grow in their natural way. And that is absolutely fine. And it doesn't matter if it's the fifth percentile, if it's the 95th percentile, as long as they are growing consistently and predictably, they are usually doing absolutely fine in terms of nutrition and in terms of growth. The only time when you should reach out to a healthcare professional or when you should maybe um, get concerned is if there is abrupt changes in the body weight. So if they go from the 5th to the 20th percentile in a very short time, or if they drop from the 95th to the 50th in a very short time. And unfortunately, as you mentioned, a lot of parents are sort of try to get their child in the 50th percentile and try to get their child to gain weight or to lose weight. Whereas that is really, it's, it's the wrong approach because your child will grow better and will grow naturally if you let them, if you provide regular meals, if you provide a balanced diet, but let them decide how much they want and how much they need. Definitely. I 100% agree with that. I think as a society, even in the medical community, we still see a lot of preoccupation around the growth charts, around what percentile they are on. There's a lot of misunderstanding, like you said, around what is healthy. So a lot of people think, you know, 50th percentile is where they need to be, which actually means nothing. It's really just where your child is in relation to the, to the general population. But that 
doesn't necessarily mean that that's healthy at all for them. You know, a, a child at the fifth percentile could be just as healthy as a child on the 95th or at the 50th. So like you said, I think understanding that and, and knowing, you know, an interesting point that I find is, is something I'm always kind of having to and, and needing to repeat and really drive home is that message that how we feed our kids it doesn't change based on the type of body they have. I know you support the division of responsibility and that's a huge, huge underlying foundation of, of the work that I do as well. It all starts there. And, and for any of my listeners who have not listened to my episode, I think it's episode nine on um, the division of responsibility. This is definitely one you need to listen to before you kind of move on and understand some of the other strategies that we use when it comes to counseling and uh, overcoming picky eating and, and weight gain and all of that. But knowing that, you know, we are, we are there as parents to offer, you know, healthy, varied meals, balanced meals to our kids. But then at the end of the day, trusting them to eat what is right for their body at that time. And they are so, so good at doing that. So it's hard. I think for parents is really where the struggle is, is to change that mindset from, I need to control it. I need to be the one to fix it. I need to change it when really not like most times anyway, change isn't even required. They're doing a wonderful job on their own intuitively knowing how to eat. So yeah. And also I think um, a lot of parents are worried if, if their child is on the 95th percentile, for example, maybe they don't want them to grow up to be fat and they, they are worried about um, the stigma that brings with it. But to be honest, until late teenagehood, we don't really know how kids are going to turn out. And a lot of the time, their, their weight and their weight uh, to, to size balances out. And uh, babies and toddlers grow in stages, so they might bulk out and then they grow so, we, yeah, we, we should really not be too focused on, on the growth charts. That's right. That's totally right. So I think really, again, is that shifting in mindset of like, let's, let's teach them the skills that they need to know for how to listen to their body, how to tune in, how to be mindful eaters. And then, you know, the rest really is, is up to them and, and it's a very natural process. So, yeah, I, I fully agree. I know when I'm counseling one of the big things I, that means a lot to me, I suppose, is that first session, I always have the initial assessment with the parents and, and I ask that the child stays home. And a lot of times parents are like, what? Like, don't you need to see my child? Don't you need to talk to them? And, and most of the time, 98% of the time, I'm like, no. And the reason for me, um, I don't know how you feel about this, but I think I want to be able to speak freely to the parents about their concerns, of course, but also kind of get a, a good grasp on the language that they use, maybe how the child sees themselves and things like that. And so I, I don't want the child to have to hear things like, well, they eat too much or they barely eat or they're too skinny or they're too big or they're overweight or obese or any of those kind of triggering words. So I'm wondering if you could speak a little bit to what are some of the words or phrases or actions that we may be doing unintentionally as parents that could be affecting the way their, our child sees themselves in their body? Absolutely. So I think, I think your approach is great. It's always best to speak to the parents first. Um, a lot of the time it's changes the parents can do that will help with the problem anyway. <laughs> 
And ultimately, children want to grow up to be just like their parents. They are imitating their parents. They, they love their parents. It's their role model. So I think number one is the language you use around your own body and the, the, the way you accept your own body. So if your child sees that, um, and that's not always language, but it's, it's often how you talk about your own body or about um, other people's body. Um, but sometimes it's very subtle things. And um, if you don't feel comfortable in your body, if you don't accept your body, if you think you're too big, too small, uh, your child will pick up on that. They are with you, uh, if not 24-7, but <laughs> for a, lo a very long time of the day usually. And they will pick up on, on how you feel about your body, how you treat your body, if you treat your body with respect, if you treat your body with acceptance, if you celebrate your body. So I think number one is thinking about, and, and this can take time. I understand that a lot of us have been down the diet rabbit hole for years and years and years. We've been receiving these messages about uh, the thin body ideal for years and years and years. So it might well be that we are uncomfortable in our own bodies, but I think parenthood is a great time to think about that, think about where we are in terms of body acceptance and to, to accept your body more or to start enjoying and loving your body. It is so worth it for, for the sake of your children and for how they will pick up on it. Even and, and it doesn't need to be perfect. You don't need to love your body every day. I don't know if that's even realistic, but any positive shift towards body acceptance will have a tremendous effect on your child. So yeah, I think number one is trying to learn to teach our own bodies with respect. But then also, of course, how we do talk about other people's bodies, how we do talk about bodies in our family. So siblings, brothers, sisters, what is the sort of, um, what is the language around body weight? Because the topic will come up. Kids are curious. Kids might even ask you, uh, am I fat? Am I heavy? Uh, am I smaller than other children? Why, why is that? Um, so the conversation will come up, but it's then how you talk about it in a positive way and in a um, inclusive way and in a diverse way. And there is actually a lot of, there are a lot of resources that can help you with that. So there is a lot of children's books, a lot of films that are very body diverse. But the problem is that the mainstream, mainstream books, mainstream media is often falling into this one or two categories of, of characters so unfortunately at this at this time we need to seek out for more diverse media but it's definitely it's out there and there is some wonderful books and resources that you can watch with your kids or or read with your kids mm -hmm. and i'm hoping maybe you could also maybe include a list of some of those resources that would be really helpful um, we could always put those in the show notes just for some places that parents can go to get some more information or show their kids you know some some better i guess uh examples of different types of bodies and body diversity like you mentioned so just going back to again the way we talk about our bodies in front of our kids and the way we talk about other people's bodies in front of our kids or their own bodies. How do you suggest? So for example, I'm remembering, you know, when, when my boys were young or young toddlers, 
you know, they would get comments at preschool that I wouldn't say necessarily were meant to be mean because I think the kids themselves didn't even realize what they meant by it. But even just saying words like fat, you are fat, I am fat, anything like that. Do you feel that, and I, and sorry to continue that thought, I know they'd come back to me and yes, they would say like, am I fat? You know, and I remember my son rolling his stomach, like kind of bending over and looking at the roll. And he said, is this fat? Am I fat? And I mean, I think the way I responded was appropriate, but I, I'd like to get your opinion on maybe some tangible wording and things that we can say. How do we approach it in a neutral way while still describing something as, you know, the way it is without attaching any judgment or negativity to that and showing that, it, you know, it's a beautiful thing to be different? Yeah. Um, yeah, so I think there is uh, two, two ways to approach this. Uh, number one is, first of all, as you said, pointing out that differences are beautiful. And um, again, you can do this with the help of books. You can do this with the help of photos, for example. You can look at... So I would always be very honest and just explain so, for example, you could say um, your body weight, or th- this is our body. You are made from me and dad, and you are therefore a similar shape to me and dad, or you, you will probably be in the future. And you can look at pictures of how mom was looking at a child, or how dad was looking at a child, or maybe look at the grandparents and sort of help them understand where how how this works why why is someone a certain weight at the same time always keep it positive talk about the amazing things the body can do rather than how it looks Mm -hmm. so i think it's really important and that helps with them with their own body but also the way they see other kids Mm -hmm. we want them to see beyond appearance we don't want them to pick their friends based on who's most attractive Mm -hmm. but based on who's actually who who they click with so yeah trying to teach your child to really look beyond appearance and look for qualities in other people look for qualities in themselves look for uh, amazing things their bodies can do Maybe they are uh, larger than other kids in their class, but therefore they can do, um, I don't know, maybe they can run faster or, or whatever it is, mm-hmm. find things that they are uh, very good at and point out what are their positive characteristics, what are the positive things their bodies can do, and yeah, try to go away from appearance. But the, the second thing I want to mention is that there is unfortunately... Uh, weight bullying is is a thing and I think when kids are very young a lot of things are about figuring out uh your place like okay kids might say something mean but they might say they might laugh about you having red hair or Mm -hmm. there's so many things they they kids can say and I think when it comes to when you when you see your child is concerned maybe about that comment that came and again it doesn't matter if that comment was about weight or anything else um in their appearance or even mm-hmm. their, their characteristics Color, yeah. mm-hmm. i think the the important thing is to help your child find solutions so you don't want them you don't wanna you could say you're beautiful to me that's all that matters but by saying that you don't really help them finding a solution. So try and understand what are they feeling? Are they just curious why kids said that about him or are they actually hurt? 
So ask questions. What does it make you feel like when a, when a child calls you that or when a child says that you are fat? What, what, how does it feel? And then try to look for examples. Uh, like, do other kids get comments like that? How do they deal with that? Would, mm -hmm. would you be a, what, what would make you feel better in that moment? So usually the more questions you ask, the more they find their own solutions and they might end the conversation at some point, but they usually get out of it what they needed. Mm -hmm. So a lot of the time it's not about, um, you don't need to tell them to stand up for themselves, but you need okay. to make them think about that themselves and come up with their own solution until mm -hmm. they're like, yep, yeah, you're right. Um, maybe this child called me fat, but he also called him, uh, I don't know, ginger and, and mm -hmm. ginger boy. And um, mm -hmm. the way he dealt with it, I found it was quite okay. So I might try that next time. Right. So yeah, I right. think asking questions can really help empower the child to, to find their own solutions. Mm -hmm. Okay. Here's another question that just came up as you were talking. And maybe I'm just overthinking this, but... Maybe others are thinking the same thing. So if let's say your child does come to you and say, well, so-and-so called me fat, is it wrong or is it more harmful to say, no, no, honey, you're not fat. You're, you know, perfect or something like that. And because what I'm thinking is, does that give the message that being bigger is not okay? Kind of subtly, right? Mm -hmm. Versus maybe just saying, well, your body is, I don't know how you would suggest saying this, mm -hmm. but your body's a little bit bigger than maybe his body and that's okay. Or something like that. Do you have any suggestions around how we word that? Yeah, exactly what you just said, actually. I think the problem with saying, um, as I mentioned earlier, you're, you're beautiful to me or you're not fat, you're perfect. That, that sends the wrong message. That sends the message that, okay, she said, I'm not fat. So being fat must be wrong, must be, must be um, negative. And that's also what I said with always being honest. So if you have a bigger child, I think it's absolutely fine to, to talk about that. And, but try to empower them, make it, mm -hmm. make them feel good about being different and make them, mm -hmm. unfortunately, it's, it's, a, it's a society where you, you can't change everyone. Mm -hmm. So this is, it will take, uh, it will take time to change how society feels about, um, about different body shapes. And mm -hmm. if it's something that is continuously coming for one kid from one kid, it might be worth speaking to the parents. Mm -hmm. But I think number one is em empowering your kids. So yeah, tell them, yeah, you are, you are larger than, than they are, or you are, you might be a bit bigger than, than this one boy or this one girl. Mm -hmm. Um, but and then again, point out the good things and point out that we are all different and that being bigger is not is not a negative thing. And um, mm -hmm. as I said, if kids kids do always try to find differences, and they if if you weren't bigger, he might say, "Well, you have got short hair because yes. they have long hair and they pr prefer long hair." So there there is so many differences in 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 us, which is amazing. Yes. Um, just keep keep pushing the message that it's everyone is different. It's beautiful. Yeah. And um, yeah, the, the more you push the message, the more it will sink in. 
Yeah. I, I like that point. I'm thinking in my head, if we treat it the same way we would treat it, like you said, having long or short hair, brown or blue eyes, dark skin or light skin, curly hair, or straight hair, or tall or short or anything like that. Those are all, you know, innate, genetic, beautiful characteristics that we all have that yes, make us diverse. And that's what's beautiful about it. And so seeing the world from that lens and seeing weight from that lens, we, like I said, as parents, I think we have to constantly, and I'm, I'm right there with you, all of my listeners who struggle with this, I am there with you, constantly talk to ourselves and, and maybe repeat to ourselves, you know, weight does not equal health. That is not where my concern is. That's not where my job is to try and regulate or change. And really, again, especially when they're so young, we really need to understand that they are again, eating the way that they were, that nature intended them to eat and growing the way nature intended them to grow. How beautiful is that? Why do we want to change that? You know, so really just instead flipping the script and getting us to embrace and getting our children to embrace that, those beautiful differences in each of us. I I think that's a really helpful tip is to kind of look at it like any other characteristic because it really is. Yeah. And I think uh, the problem is that often as parents, we panic if it's if something is about weight <laughs> because it's so ingrained in us especially if you are a larger person yourself you might the first time you hear your child coming home crying because someone said they're fat mm-hmm. you might have so many associations with with that feeling and it's hard to see your child if they are hurt mm-hmm. but oh, yeah. yeah i do think it's really important to in your mind try to approach it from as you just said like how would I approach this if someone said, if someone said something different about them, not weight related, because as Mm -hmm. soon as it's, as soon as we get emotional about it, it gets so much harder to actually empower them because suddenly we're panicking. We're thinking, Oh my God, all their lives, they will be bullied. And it's not true. As long as we push the right messages, even with a larger body, there is so many people who are confident, who are happy in their own bodies, who treat their own bodies with respect of all different size and shapes. Yes, that's so, so true. And I think especially in these times where the issue of the crazy amount of racism that's still existent in our society and the recent events, I think that has brought to light something that we should have been doing from ages ago and we should have known about ages ago, been open to this message, but that, you know, bringing, bringing more diverse toys in, bringing more diverse, uh, friends group, you know, having a more diverse influence in your life in general, how helpful that is to, to creating that positive messaging in our child and to really creating peace and true equality. And so I think, that's a, it's kind of a good theme to think about color, uh, size, you know, ethnicity, culture, all of these differences are to be, are to be celebrated really. And so again, putting it in that lens and really focusing on exposing our children to the differences in each of each, each human through all of the interactions they have with their books, their toys and their people around them. I think that's a really important thing. So yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's amazing. I really appreciate all this info. I'm, my mind's kind of reeling. I'm thinking of some new content maybe (laughs) around this issue. Um, I know a lot of people may have questions, follow up, maybe they want to learn a bit more. How can we learn a little bit more about you, follow your content and, and uh, maybe just get some more help if we need it? 
Yeah. So I am mainly active on Instagram. Uh, my Instagram name is Kinder Nutrition. So all in one word. Um, and you can also find me on my website, which is kinder-nutrition.com. Wonderful. Okay. That is so great. Again, thank you so much, Verena. And I hope to maybe bring you back on the show again soon. Absolutely. I'd love to. Thank you so much for having me.